Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And I'm Charlie Baker. That's right. And uh, Charlie was with me this afternoon on H&J with Andy uh, taking a well-earned break. And uh, we had a bit of a chat and we covered lot, some ground, as yeah, always. Of, a lot of ground was covered today. Yeah. We spoke to Roger Black. About, he was good. About being a silver medalist. Yeah. Despite he's had a lot of success. Yeah. About the psychological... Uh, Outcome of that's being, right. Being a new medicine. research from the world yeah. famous University of Utrecht. Mm. Hello, <laughs> so Partick Thistle University, as they once said. So um, we did that, and we spoke. Mainly. Oh yeah, to the British ploughing champion, national ploughing champion. Yeah, brilliant, supreme champion. He's off, off to, to the world. He's off to Minnesota to yeah. the world. He was a lovely fellow, wasn't we he? Ne- we didn't establish how he was going to get his plough through customs. No, he's still working on that. But uh, top man, and uh, yeah, you'll hear from him. So here it all is. Good afternoon, Paul. Um, so did you... I was a bit late today. Yeah, I'm, you've had... I'm, I'm getting in for the meeting. You, you know, come through Paddington, meeting. don't you? Paddington. They've had a um, problem with the overhead lines. Oh, yeah. The lines are down. The electric lines are down mm. because they sent through a test train. Ah, okay. How did the test go? <laughs> well, we've had to shut Paddington. <laughs> so that was a that, that really was a test, yeah. wasn't it? The, te- the test train, I don't know if it's passed or failed the test because... I suppose you know that was, right. We've tested that; it doesn't work. What was the what was the test they were they were trying I've to? No idea. That's just what we were test. Right. Oh, Cr- crossrail, okay. crossrail well, test, all... and it shut down Paddington. So, future's bright. All bodes remarkably well. Exactly. You? Did you have you have a sport free evening last night, Charlie? You're a cyclist. I know you're reading Bradley's yes. book, and you said you were reading it. When I'm you a came. new cyclist. You know, I've I've, yeah. hit, I've hit forty, and I think it's the law that you have to buy a bike and some some lycra now. So, have you bought the lycra as well? Got the lycra. Got a lot. Really? I've got the lot. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, I you love getting a... all the stuff on, clipping yeah. in to me pedals. Yeah. I did the Devon class, the Dartmoor Classic this. Okay. This uh, year, which is what 70, sort of distance? Seventy-two miles. Okay. Over Dartmoor, around Dartmoor. Yeah, well, it was I, in that. I, be, was daft it, if, be daft if it wasn't <laughs> really. Somewhere else. It was around Streatham. Or it was in that heat wave. Remember that heat wave? Yeah, just, yeah, bef- yeah. just before it was sort of July. Yeah. Except we had a localized storm for five hours. Oh, okay. Just over Dartmoor. <laughs> so it was just pouring with rain mm. the whole way round. It was a, it, I mean, it, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done in yeah. my life. I said to my brother before we went, just a few hills. It's sort of five or six hills. He went, yeah, yeah. I'm not, it was probably 42 hills. <laughs> Took me five and three quarter hours. Yeah. And I'm not the slimmest man. Mm. But I, was go- I was like going backwards uphill. 
There's all these people racing past me uphill, and I'm well, like. Though you've backwards. got a theory, haven't you? You've got a theory that you think cycling's a great leveler when it comes to fitness. <laughs> to sport, not yeah. just to fitness. <clears throat> just because you know when you watch someone play sport, if you like, say outside this, outside the studios, there's a five a side pitch, yeah. you can watch. You get a very good sort of bird's eye view of the five side. Mm. And you stand there and watch, and you go, "People can't play football, can yeah. they? Really bad. It's very obvious. You can see people's touch is bad, or mm. they can't run properly. When you're on the golf course, everyone's got all the stuff. Yeah, standing still." But as soon as they try and hit a ball, you can tell they're rubbish. Cycling, if someone's just not just falling off every right. two minutes, you can't tell if anyone's any good at it or not. So I couldn't tell the difference between you cycling and, say, Sir Bradley cycling. Well, you could tell a bit of a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly the, the speed. Sir Bradley is also six foot three and yeah. probably 12 stone, mm. whereas I'm five foot eight and probably 15 stone. Well, so not quite the leveler you, you claim them. <laughs> not quite the leveler I claim. And when you when you first try that, I've never done it, I've not succumbed. You'd I should it. get a bike. You'd love it, I know Paul. I should. But when You'd you first it. put the Lycra on, you've never worn the Lycra. Yeah. What? You breathe in quite a lot. What's it? What's it? I mean, what, did you get like the Sky? You got Team Sky? Oh, here. no, you no. no. I, I didn't go branded straight away. Okay. But I've now got loads of Rafa stuff. Rafa <clears throat> stuff is sort of the, is that, is that the in, posher is end. Yeah. Um, but I've got a bright pink Rafa <laughs> top because they've said get pink because everyone's stopped seeing yellow because yeah. you just look like a, you know, like you're working on the roads or something. Right. You know? Okay. So, uh, they've stopped. Everyone's so ignoring Hive you. is. So... Pink. I look a bit like I've got, I've got a green hat and a pink top and yeah. yellow socks i look like a refresher <laughs> <laughs> but i do i do absolutely love it it's yeah. a brilliant sport yeah i mean it's not great i'd like to go and watch it but i think it does just pass you and then that's it yes yeah, so i went along to the start of the tour de france when it was in london and uh it, it, it basically is a lot of blokes going very quickly on bikes past you yeah. you can't really tell who any of them are my friend said a good thing they said when you're driving life is like you're watching it on telly mm. but when you're cycling it's like you're in the film he said, well, that's, isn't that that's, nice? That's good, you know, isn't it? I think you're tempting people today. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get them over to the, the side. The only thing about it is you have to do a lot of miles yeah. for it to feel very beneficial. Right. Like, whereas with a run, you can pop out two or three miles and you feel like you've worked up a sweat. Mm. But with your cycling, it's uh, you have to sort of go. But you feel like a bit like a cowboy as well. Yeah. Like you've been, if you live in the countryside like I do, you know, you can go, you go, I've just been to flipping 20 miles. I've been, just been to Reading and back. <laughs> <laughs> Now, something we might talk to Jim about, yeah. potentially. I was telling uh, Jim White uh, the other day that uh, we went to the brilliant Nordoff Robbins uh, uh, Legends of Football event where uh, Frank Lampard was honoured last week. And they have a silent auction. Mm. And in amongst the prizes, we were looking through all the stuff. Yeah. Lots of great gear there. And one of the things was Jim White's tie, his yellow tie his that he'd worn, yellow tie. he'd worn on deadline day on Sky. Mm. So Andy, you know, maybe a couple of glasses of red in, thought, I'm, I'm going for it. And he, he came in at a hundred. I think he came in at eighty quid. Yeah. Then he went at one hundred. Then he went one two oh, five. Then he was in for a penny. Then he got to one fifty, and I thought, blimey! And then he saw it go up to one seventy five, and he said, "Another glass of red wine. I'm going in." Two hundred. So he's gone two hundred on. This is Jim's tie. Jim, Jim would give him one. Yeah. He sees him every day, <laughs> yeah, basically. Give you him can one just of his go and buy a yellow yeah. tie, and Jim will sign it for you because yeah. it's signed by Jim. Yeah. So. Um, it, two two five, and uh, I'm thinking, okay, he's, he's not had that much red wine. What's he going to do next? So, I, 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 Andy Jacobs, it comes up. Two, he's gone to two fifty. So it goes up to about three hundred quid, but then Andy backs out. So I'm thinking that that's he, that's the level of he, 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 that was Jim's it. level of celebrity in Andy's eyes that. is two hundred fifty <laughs> quid. That's how much he's prepared. Before to pay. that, it was a bargain. But those all, I remember years ago. Yeah, do you regret not? I mean, I regret years and years ago. I went to a very small event 
where people, Pat Jennings gave a pair of used gloves yeah. for this event that he'd worn in a match for Tottenham. Match worn is always the thing, isn't it? You've got and to look I, for. I, I, I dipped out. I'm sorry, Pat, if you're listening, but I dipped out. Mm. I mean, look, this was a long time ago, 15, 16 years ago, but I dipped out about 125 quid. I don't yeah. quite, I should have gone. And I didn't go for much more. And I'm, I'm still gutted to this the, day. Well, the only thing about it is, what, what are you going to do with it? Well, it's what I always think, because I've got a couple of signed shirts and bits and pieces, but they're not framed or rung up or anywhere. It's just sort of like, you put them in I, a cupboard, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with it? I suppose they, they do look. A pair of Pat Jennings gloves would be. Yeah. You could put them on for the gardening if you needed to. <laughs> Go out and play in them. I've always liked that idea that you buy memorabilia and it gets you basically. In the end, you think, you know, it's still a shirt. I might as well, I might as well put the gloves. Like you said, yeah. I've got some building work to. I've got some <laughs> paving slabs to move. Yeah. I'll put Pat's gloves on. I would never would. No. But if you've repurposed memorabilia, or where did you set the level of celebrity? Clearly, in Andy's eyes. Jim White is not worth 250 quid. Now, it's not quite fair, but you know what I mean. Do you know who I mean. bought the tie? Um, no, any idea who bought the tie? We had to leave a bit early. I mean, it probably went for thousands. I mean, people are very generous at that. Event, I've been so. and bought a shirt back from a charity shop before. Really? What? My own shirt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a favourite shirt that my I liked and my wife didn't. Right. She gave for the charity shop. So I went and found How it. How much did you have to pay for? Oh, like three quid. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it wasn't like a massive layout. But I was like, did you kick I, off? I like, you found that, that, I like that shirt. You found out when she'd given <laughs> it that off? shirt gone? Yeah. That blue shirt, where's it gone? Oh, was, I've never liked it. It was a slim fit though, so I probably shouldn't have bought it. But <laughs> you ever, you, you went, you're a slim man, Paul, so you won't have a problem with the slim well, fit. Well, you wear lycra, mate. I mean, uh, that, is, I know, that is bold. That's different, but a slim fit shirt, it just okay. really clings in all the wrong places. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Um, before we tell you about the scientific research uh, behind this next story, you probably need from uh, Jerry Seinfeld. This is an old bit that he's done yeah. in the past, and we do wonder whether the researcher from Utrecht University is just a Jerry Seinfeld fan. And thought, you know what? Maybe there's some science behind that. Yeah. But uh, you may have heard this before. But if not, take a listen. I have a problem with that silver medal. I think if I was an Olympic athlete, I would rather come in last than win the silver. If you think about it, you know, you win the gold you feel good. You win the bronze, you think, well, at least I got something. But you win that silver, that's like, congratulations, you almost won. Of all the losers, you came in first of that group. You're the number one loser. No one lost ahead of you. And they don't lose by much, you know, these short races. Three hundredths of a second, two hundredths of a second. I don't know how they live with that the rest of their lives, because you gotta tell the story. Everyone wants to hear the story. Wow, congratulations, silver medal. Did you trip? Did you not hear the gun go off? Tell us what happened. <laughs> so, maybe off the back of listening uh, to that old routine, the, the boffins at Utrecht University looked, looked into it, and their study has found that second place, we're told, really is first loser. Uh, even down at the point, they say, they looked at the mortality rates amongst US Olympic medalists, medalists since the Games began. And it showed that those who came second went on to live two to four years less than those who were first or third. Anyway, let's speak to an Olympic silver medalist. I don't know what he makes of this. Roger Black. Good afternoon, Roger. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so know, anyway, don't bite. Up, up, up until now, I've been delighted with my Olympic silver medal, and now I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a loser. I'm just a loser. <laughs> it, it's, but it's, it's bizarre, really, isn't it? It's bizarre. They say they've looked into this, and they've looked into the. I mean, at the time, what did you make of it? It's not actually. Do you know what? Be serious. I don't think it is bizarre because I think what you have to understand is that all medals aren't the same. Um, you know. <laughs> 
They really aren't. Um, I, I can only speak from my experience. I was in a race where I was up against Michael Johnson. Mm-hmm. Ah, you look, if, if, he, if I had to tell you, I, did I think I, I would beat him? Probably not. Had I, you know, so for me, if I'm really honest, to win the silver was a massive achievement for me because yeah. I could easily have walked away without a medal. However, however, I can understand what it's like if I've been up against somebody who one week I was beating him, next week he was beating me, and he got me on the day and I never got that chance to be Olympic champion. Uh, yeah, I would live with regret for, for, for most of my life. So, so I, I, there, there, is, there is some sense in, in, in what they're saying, but I think the thing that people need to understand is is you can't judge everybody the same. You know, for some people, Olympic silver is a huge success, uh, uh, you know, like myself. And for some people, Olympic silver is a massive failure. So it's all, it all depends on the backstory, doesn't it? Now, you won, because uh, you won two silvers in the 4x400 yeah. in Atlanta and, yeah. and also to, behind Michael Johnson yeah. in the 400. And you won a bronze in, in Barcelona. So they say yeah. winning bronze, uh, people who no. win bronze, they're quite happy. They think, well, at least Rubbish. I've got something. Not true? Rubbish. <laughs> you would always take a silver out of a bronze. And anyone who's, yeah, honestly, the, do you know what? If you have to say where's the worst place to come, probably fourth. Yeah. Because, oh, you, know, yeah. Uh, cause you know what? The one thing I've learned... Having that medal, that piece of, of metal in your, in, your, in your hand, whatever the colour is, means a lot for the rest of your life. You know, people like Olympic medals. It, it coming forth is a shocker. So I don't buy that. Everyone wants to win, but the second best place probably is to come, is to come second. Mm. Uh, but but it, is, it, it, it is relative. What I would say, the thing about longevity, um, look, I understand, I understand, I understand the science. If you're, if, if, it, if you're devastated that you never became Olympic champion because you should have done it, you probably messed up. That's mm. very different. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't mean you're going to live in... Poor old Michael Johnson had a little, of a, heart, a little stroke a few weeks ago. So mm. he's, you know... <laughs> yeah. You know, you know no, no one knows what life after sport is, is like. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I will say, it, Roger, I mean, as well, it, it is just the, the Olympic Games you... You mainly got silvers in. You were world champion. You were world champion in Tokyo, world champion in Athens. In the European what, Championships, you got uh, yeah. gold all the way through. But, but, but I'll tell you what, being serious, my one regret, my one real regret, I had one chance in my life to be a world or Olympic champion, and I blew it. I came second in the 400 metres by a couple of hundredths of a second in 1991 in the individual. We won the, we, yeah, we won the relay a few days later, and that overshadowed everything. But in Tokyo, honestly, I should have been world champion. Mm. That was a huge regret for me, but, but I don't even think about that anymore because I had my, my Olympic silver was without mm. doubt my greatest achievement. So, mm. you know, I'm one of the lucky ones. I ended my career with, with very few regrets. And, and actually, if I'm honest, achieving more than I ever, ever really thought I could. But a lot of people end their careers early through injury and they never got to fulfill their potential. And that you carry for the rest of your life. And I do know people who have really struggled in life after sport because they look back and they're a bit bitter because they saw other people win the medals that, that they, they, they felt you know, they, they should have done and, and could have done but never did it. Yeah. So I under, I, you know, I'm lucky I don't have that feeling. But I can see how somebody does have that feeling and that will affect you for the rest of your life. Well, they do say that the researchers said that dissatisfaction leads to the secretion of stress hormones, possibly over an extended time period, given the young age at which most silver medalists experience dissatisfaction, which compromises yeah. their health. But I think you've hit the nail on that. It's context. The context of yours is yeah. you're up against one of the greatest of all time. Mm. So you put yeah. in, you, that was a great run. Oh. You knew what you were capable well, of and you, you, you worked to the nth degree from your point I, of view. And, and I've spent years not defending myself, but, 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 but sort of having to justify that 
I, I, I apparently once said we're all running for second place and every other person in that race would have agreed with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, not Michael Johnson. Funny enough, Michael Johnson never took it for granted. He always respected his, his opponents. But yeah, it's the context that matters. Mm. And so for me, and, and you've got to un- also understand for me, I'd been around a long time. I'd missed years through injury. I could easily not have even been at that Olympic yeah. Games. Yeah. And there were guys in the race who had run faster than me all year. So, you know, if you were going to dish out the medals before the races started, you'd probably put me down as, as third or fourth on my day. To win the silver, I had to beat two, you know, I had to, to take out a couple of Americans who had run a lot faster than me. So, so it's, yeah, it's the context that matters. But I, if you were speaking to um, uh, somebody else who, you know, Jonathan Edwards broke the world record in, in, in the triple jump, and then in Atlanta didn't win the gold medal. He was yeah. devastated. Now, he went on four years later in Sydney to, to win the gold medal. So, great. But if he'd ended his career not being Olympic champion, mm. I, I think he would have he would have really struggled with that because yeah. he's you know, still world record holder. Sure. But, you know, he, fortunately, he, he was able to win the Olympics. So, there is some logic to, to the... Mm. To the research yeah good to talk to you roger it's interesting thanks very much for joining us thanks roger thank you you're listening to the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Just a reminder: once the cricket does actually start over in Sri Lanka, you can follow it as it unfolds over on Talksport Two. They were having an inspection, weren't they, a short while ago? So. Um we hope for the best, but we've had no more news coming Z- out. Of coverage sponsored by like Berghaus or something yeah. like that. <laughs> it would be good. <laughs> North it? Face. You need a good rain jacket. Good coat. Imagine it's barber. Imagine it's like that. That I'm very, a bit like that today actually. Hot quite rain. Quite muggy, quite warm, but yeah. sort of constant drizzle. I think they'd find they'd have found a sport by now that you could stick on during a rain delay. 
What another sport? An, another of, sport that goes on during the rain delay, but not on the, on the no, same to an international level. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> on the same it's surface, it's only played. They've covered so you can play on very wet tarpaulin. Yeah, you could do that thing. You slide. You know that thing. You, you can get these things that kid people have in their garden yes. where you kind of take off down a slide and and just aquaplane. Who can go first? You can have the world aquaplaning championship. The winter were the Winter Olympians on the on the skeletons. Yeah, they, they've got well, three years off. Between... Young, she retired yesterday. Exactly. There we are. It's, there's less jeopardy in just basically sliding on the top of a wet tarpaulin in candy, isn't there? Really? Wet tar- That's the way I'm a wet tarpaulin it. in candy. Is that the like name of your autobiography? A face like a wet tarpaulin <laughs> in candy. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's it. A, it's a, a now, Glen Campbell song. Yeah, I think it is. You've played golf with Peter Purvis. I have played because golf Blue Peter's with in the news, Peter isn't it? It's well, the sixty it years of Blue Peter. Sixty years of her. Have you ever been it. on Paul? Of course, I haven't. No, I used to. I mean, I, I, you know, I'd occasionally check but, in when I was. I love Noakes. I love the fact that Noakes was good. Old Pete, you know, Johnny jumped out of an aeroplane. Kids, yeah. ask your granddad. But there was a guy. He was quite. He was a proper old school Blue Peter presenter, and he would never turn. A, remember, he went down the crest of run, didn't he? And the, I, the clip to find is him climbing Nelson's column. Yeah, that's a good on one. On a ladder. Yeah. On on like it's on like ladders roped together. Yeah. And he climbs to the top and it is the most terrifying thing. It's on YouTube. He did all the terrifying stuff while uh, Peter was but uh, not, you know, not was cli- gro- he was grooming the dog, wasn't he? It wasn't Peter, clipped on or anything no, like no. that. It was just it was just like Go with notes. Then they did go with notes. Yeah. This was to clean Nelson's column. He's no longer with us, John. He, no, he, no, he no, no, had his dotage out in Spain, I think, and had a, a good life. He but, had a dog, uh, Shep, didn't he? he Shep, did, the but, dog. Um, anyway, Peter yes. Purvis was Peter one of the... Peter Purvis. I played big, golf with him once, just from a thing. I was very showbiz. Working yeah. at a, <laughs> not that showbiz, is it? But he said... Um, he, he had a little bit of a limp. I mean, he was probably in his 60s by then, but yeah. you know, not that old. And he, he had a bit of a limp. I said, oh, he said, oh no, I haven't got a bad hip. I've got a bad knee. Hmm. Um, I fell off a ladder. Wow. I was like, oh, well, that could have been. He said, oh, I was quite high up. I was cleaning my gutter in. Yeah. I fell off the ladder. But then he said, what? No, I'm not calling Peter Purvis a liar. No, well, you, you, can't, you, you can't do I'm that. Not, I'm not calling him a liar. Yeah, of course right? not. Yeah. But what he said, I, I didn't know if you would be able to think this quickly or not. Mm. But he said, mm. as he fell off the ladder, yeah. he remembered his parachute training from Blue Peter. Okay. And do you get that as a matter of course? <laughs> I, I only know. remember him building the advent calendar and... And, and he and remembered to, to, to land and roll. in Petra. La- as he landed... Yeah. Off from his falling off the ladder, so sort of eight foot up, he remembered to land and roll. He remembered, and that, like saved, a... and that saved him, like shattering all his joints well, what about altogether. That? But you're not calling him a liar. I'm I not think. in any way calling him a liar. But it, I just, I just didn't know if you'd be able to think that quickly. That no, that's impressive. Do you, you think been, that's true? You've been on the show. I understand. You've been on Blue. Oh, Pink. in the summer when I did, I was in Edinburgh for the festival, and uh, Radzi, who is the current presenter okay, I've, I've, joined us Radzi they, still have joined three, us. they still have three people I, I think so and, yeah. and, and uh, he, he came to our show the, the top gr- heavy the greatest goat of all time yeah. and it was a the, the moment he gave me the blue Peter badge wow. was like I've waited for this moment. What a moment! Well done. I've man. waited for this moment, but you can get. There's loads of them now. There's not. You, there's, there's like a green blue Peter badge yeah. for doing ecology. The producer stuff. is just that they don't mean anything. It's great. Oh, so just, you can you can get into Trago Mills actually, John. <laughs> Trago Mills and Newton Abbott, which oh, yeah. which you, we've all heard of. These sort of well, you pass it on the way down the West Country. Do you? Exactly. I, to me, it sounds like an old actor, doesn't it? How <laughs> it does, yeah. I'm Trago <laughs> Mills. Yeah. Friends with Brightlingsea Regent. Yes, yeah, it. Um, yeah. yeah, Trago Mills, which is a shopping centre with theme park. Wow, that's that, magic, like a that pa- magic combo. More Poundland than Disneyland. Yes, that's true. And uh, but there, they've got the Europe's largest indoor uh, model railway. <laughs> wow. 
And with a blue Peter badge. What time badge, can we get there if we leave Blue now? Peter badge, you can get in for free. Do they so there's in? one thing you can do, actually, John. See, it's a passport. Thank it's a, it's a passport to, to better things. <laughs> very good. But they've got the lineup of the... Uh, and one of the things, of course, Richard Bacon was, on, was famously sacked from... Uh, was he? From, from, from Blue Peter. Okay. And, uh, but they, they've, they've let him back into the fold. Well, it's good, it's good. They've and, and let bygones be bygones. Like a sheriff's badge, they've pinned the Blue Peter badge back on him. Really? There we are. Now, Welcome um, back. They, have you seen this? Uh, most people are truly content for the first time in their lives at the age of 44. Ooh. So you've got two more years left. Two years left. to go. Yeah. Do you two know anybody age 44? <laughs> 44, content. I reckon it's a pretty good... Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I reckon that's a, I reckon that's that's a pretty good... That's the optimum level. It's basically that's up. it. So I've only got two years left. Yeah, you've got, you've, got, no, you've got two years of misery, but you'll be content within two years. And this then how long it. are you content for after I think that? For quite a long time. Because oh, they reckon you're getting your 50s and you've probably paid your mortgage off and you're getting your yeah. 60s and you're retired and you've got the grandkids. So well, it's, the, it's These are all things middle. if you've had a linear life, Paul. Yeah. If you've had a life where you've not just taken risks or, or gone out and worked for yourself or whatever. you know, None of those things apply to me. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can tell by my Peter Purvis story, I've really lived on the edge, Paul. You have. You're, you're, you're like Chris Bonington, aren't you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Exactly. 44. An adrenaline fueled existence. 44 as I say just We're, two more years mate and, and, and that's it right. yeah, yeah. and that's it so um, still to come this afternoon we will be talking uh, boxing with our very own Adam Cattrall uh, Roger Black will be joining us as well very shortly we'll try and get to the bottom of this research and uh, it does seem to be based on a routine by uh, Jerry Seinfeld so um, we will be hearing a little bit of that to put it all into context and asking Roger does he feel that his life could be shortened by not winning gold uh, this is what it says. Uh, and now, something we didn't get round to yesterday that maybe we should pick up on are um, kids have great ideas. They have, these, they have these really good ideas. Really great they? ideas, yeah. And there was yeah. a kid in the paper yesterday. What was he, about four or something? Three yeah, or four? It was, um, I can tell you about How it. How old is he? In front of me. It's um, uh, Oliver. Yeah. Little Oliver there. Yeah. He's two. Two. He was two. And he thought, he got all the old Suda cream, Suda creme, call it whatever you want. Yeah. That stuff. It's, you know, and he thought... Something this gloopy. It's and got this... good coverage. Yeah. And uh, what I'll do is I'll just spread it all over the front of the telly. Lovely. So there it was, the big plasma, uh, yeah. 40, whatever, 50-odd inch plasma. Yeah. So he smeared that on, give yeah, it a bit of done a text, lovely job. Give it a bit of texture. It's like the bloke who won the Turner Prize in Elephant Dung <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then he thought, yeah, that's good, but I think the carpet could do with a bit of this. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit went in the carpet <laughs> after the telly. And then he thought... Yeah, my sister, my baby sister, she could do with a bit of this too. Yeah, lovely. So she got smeared. Good idea, isn't it? And that's the point where the pet mum walks in, and there's, there's always the picture in the paper of she's forgiven him, and they've had to buy a new telly, but he's a little darling, it wasn't his. It's, but no. but the thought process of kids that thinks, that's it, that, what's all the pepper pigs on? Yeah. What it really needs is kind of thick uh, cream, which is impossible to get it smeared all over the Some screen. Some kids show talents early on. You know, if you yeah. see a young footballer doing keepy-up, he's... He's obviously a plaster. He's a born plaster. He is a born plaster. So that's right. He's, he's got a lovely mix. Yeah. And he's really got a lovely finish on it there. Finished it off. Yeah. Nice job. So lovely he, job. He'll, he'll do well out of My uh, godson George swallowed a pound once. Just really? whole, whole pound coin. Just, just old pound? Just, just stick that I thought that, that was a good idea. You think these are quite, <laughs> they're quite hard yeah. and metal and they're bigger than my throat. You know what? I'll eat one. I told him it was going to come out in 10 peas. But he, did, he, <laughs> he didn't believed he believed me for a bit. <laughs> Just for a bit. Well, he couldn't believe you for very long, no. could he? <laughs> no, really? no, no, he we only were... had about a 24-hour window, didn't Waiting he? Waiting for the motion. Yeah, that, of course. So anyway, if, if you've got any... Maybe as a kid you did it and you've had to be told about it, or maybe one of yours has actually done it. But uh, that thing that seemed like a really good idea at the time. So if you've... Um, it's basically kids do the funniest things. We're not pretending to be original. 
The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, uh, as we've noticed, uh, we're getting a lot of input from the West Country, from from country folk. Country these folk? last come, they hear your oft ignored. They hear your burr. They're oft ignored, Paul. Yeah, they, that's true. They hear your burr, and uh, they, they 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 take to it. Yeah, clearly. Look, you can't you can't play cricket in the rain. Yeah, something you can do in the rain is plough. That's true, and, and I, I'm quite surprised that you were a follower on Twitter of uh, Farmers Weekly. Yeah, I am indeed. I like, so, I like um, to look at rural affairs. So it was you that told us that the 68th yeah. British National Ploughing Championships had taken place. Yeah, uh, Austrian near Atherston, Warwickshire last nice. weekend. Um, um, Storm Callum, of course. It was st- was a terrible weekend for weather, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but these farmers are hardy folk. Of course they are. Yeah, uh, David Chapel was the supreme ploughing champion. David, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Now, let's start with the obvious question. What did you have for lunch? I mean, I'm sure you never get bored with that one, do you, really? Never get bored with that, but what you want is a nice chunk of cheese you can get your teeth into. Oh, yeah. Some thick homemade bread. Look beautiful. My wife, Mandy, makes the most beautiful bread. Oh, yeah. And the butter, when you bite into it, you want to be able to see the teeth marks in the butter. Oh, yeah. And just, uh, just a bit of pickle on the side. None beautiful. of this fancy grass and stuff that they throw on. No, it's press or lettuce. You don't want that a lot. No, that. I'm starving now. There's no That's, jus. No it's, jus. It's so good that a ploughman wants a ploughman's lunch. It's brilliant. So, look, congratulations, uh, uh, David. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. Yeah. So you were the conventional champion. Can you, for the non-educated in ploughing, basically about ninety percent of the audience, <laughs> can you can you tell us what conventional ploughing is? Well, a conventional plough turns the soil from uh, left to right, and you go round and round, up and down the field. But a reversible plough has two sets of plough mould boards, and mm. if one lot turn it left to right, and the other right to left. You start one side of the field and yeah. work across. Ah, you see, I can, I can see. You've got, you've got that now. I like so, that, yeah, uh, are you, I know it's some guys who are kind of hand ploughs, um, and, and so they've got well, different. I mean, you're on the yeah, tractor. We've got aren't all you? sorts. We've got. Mm. I'm on a tractor. We've got horse ploughs. We've got old vintage type ploughs. We've mm. got the sort of garden tractors that you walk behind with a little pop pop engine on. Oh yeah. And then we've got the very modern stuff with the 10, 12 furrows on them. Great big tractors, 300, 400 horsepower. Now it's a family affair, isn't it? Now is Mick Chapel your brother? Hey, that's David. my nephew. He's he your nephew, and he, got, he came second in the reversible challenge. That, did, that's yeah. doing it backwards, I'm assuming. Uh, well, uh, yeah, you start one side and work across rather than going round and round. Mm-hmm. Sure, and then you won the Supreme Champion, uh, and you won the Ken, the Ken Chapel Trophy, which is, that's your brother, Ken. That's my brother. He's been the uh, he was the organizer of the British National Plowing Match for over forty years. And oh. when he when he retired a year or two ago, the the society uh, gave this uh, trophy in appreciation of it of the work he'd done. And your Massey Ferguson, your tractor, Massey, was she paint- won also. She yeah. won and was painted pink for yeah, a good for a good reason. Pink, well. My one of my daughters. I have six daughters, by the way. Mm. And one of my daughters. That's had, a big lunch. Uh, yeah, I get on with other things besides ploughing. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, one of my daughters, uh, a couple of years ago, had breast cancer, and she's recovered now. But when your children are ill, you know, you feel helpless to do anything when yeah, it's something like that. When, the, when they're small, you give them a spoonful of cowpole or whatever, mm. and they get better. And so after she's recovered, I decided to start something called Plough for Life, right. where we painted the tractor and plough pink, and we're collecting money for uh, breast cancer now, for research into breast cancer. Aim to raise a thousand pounds from ploughing matches. We're mm-hmm. past eleven thousand. Fantastic oh, work. Do you have oh, a Do you have a just giving page for that? Do you? I've just given. Yeah. If you go on, just giving plough for life. 
you'll see all about it. Brilliant. Fantastic. So Fantastic. Does this, is this a passport to the World Championships, David? It is indeed. A World Championships in the USA in the uh, end of August next year. I'll be there. Wow. How do you, tra- you, you get your tractor there That's and all true, that? When does that yeah. set off? Well, well, Blossom, my little tractor, she's called Blossom because uh, the last horses on my granddad's farm were Billy and Blossom. Had she been a boy, she'd have been Billy, but oh. she's a little girl tractor, so she's Blossom. Well, Blossom will have to stay home because I'm borrowing a tractor over there from Massey Ferguson. But my plough's got to get there. I'm looking for sponsorship to try and Ooh. get my plough there. It'd be like sending Lewis Hamilton with a strange car. If sure, I get it, yeah. Somebody else's <laughs> so plow, how much do you know? need to raise? How much is the sponsorship to get your plough there? It's going to cost a few it, quid. It's looking like it's going to cost, yeah, best part of 5000 to get okay. the plough there. Wow, wait. Well, I think, well look, I think we can uh, have a look at finding someone there. If, see if the guy who doesn't want to buy Wembley, see if he wants to... Yeah, Shard Khan's got some spare money now, hasn't he? has got some spare now. Well, we need it at Huddersfield Town. My passion is for Huddersfield. I'll be there weekend watching them beat Liverpool, of course. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, are you still feeling confident then? You think they're going to be all right? Because it's a tough old start, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, well, they've been playing well, but not just uh, getting the results. I'm still confident we'll be there. Might be struggling, but we'll make it. I'll tell you what they need on the pitch to beat Liverpool... You on you with Blossom on the pitch. They probably do. Yeah, yeah. well, that's it. Yeah, that, that's what they need. It's a beautiful thing to do, ploughing, you know. I but can it's, it, you're trying to make it level, neat, every yeah. furrow like an identical twin. And you're not starting with a billiard table. You've got a field, as we know, the undulate, texture of the soil changes. And uh, it's not a race, but there's a, a time limit. You, you, you're cracking on, you know. Well, good to talk to you, David. Fantastic. Thanks, David. Um, yeah, best of luck in the world. Interest, really Congratulations. Yeah. And good luck Thank in you. America. Yeah. I'll do my best. There we are. It's great to know that he does actually have a ploughman's lunch, Imagine, oh, David. I bet they get sick of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This again. Yeah. <laughs> Christ <laughs> almighty. <laughs> Just to, Not cheese and bread again. You can't have ham. <laughs> can't introduce ham into this. Pickled onion. Cheese, no thanks. Cheese only. Uh, that's it. That's it. Lovely. Yeah. It was a lovely thing for That's why he actually, because he does say this, we don't put all that grass on it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's great, wasn't it? I like it. Anyway, I like it. We're going to get him on basically every day. Every day now. It's coming on every need, day. David Chappell. That's it from view. David Chappell. It's Wednesday. Let's get him on. Okay. Uh, thank you, Charlie. It's been fun. Thank you very uh, much. Sam Delaney is uh, with me tomorrow. Um, and so until then, thanks for downloading us. So had she been a boy, she'd have been Billy, but oh. she's a little girl trapped, so she's Blossom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.